0: If you've taken a glance at the title of today's podcast, you'll notice something slightly different. The lack of a guest. No illustrious mind. No illuminating marketer. Instead, it's my name. And today, I'll be telling, albeit briefly, my own story. After all, you may have wondered at one point or another, what's this guy doing this for? Why did he choose this path? And for goodness sakes, why is he doing it full-time? Draw are all good questions. And perhaps I'll boil it down to one, which I'll address in this abbreviated episode why am I here? So if you'll allow me, let's dive into a slightly different version of Authentic Avenue. All right, I think we can probably do without the fanfare. After all, I don't purport to have the import of those CMOs and founders with whom I typically share this precious time. And what's more, I tend to believe that my authentic story carries none of the the flourish or the flash that many of the fortune 500 names i have the pleasure of featuring do this one's just me just adam i haven't even fully scripted this episode because i think i speak best when it's in the moment and slightly off the cuff now that said I, i won't ramble i'll keep this relatively organized and as mentioned up top abbreviated compared to the half hours you're accustomed to hearing on this show As a result of that organization, I want to cover three points today which I think illustrate my story in this lens well and which I think will help you understand where I'd like to take this little venture. First, I'd like to briefly explain why I chose this format at all, why the heck I'm even on a podcast in the first place. Second, I'll go briefly into why this specific topic, brand authenticity, is so interesting and important to me. And finally, I'll explain what I'm looking forward to as Authentic Avenue moves through 2021. It's my hope... That, by the end, you see more than Adam Connor, the host. You see Adam Connor, the person, and maybe even partner, but not until the very end of this show. So, let's begin. Why am I on the mic? Why did I land on a podcast? Well, truth be told, it was a product of being naive. You see, I have a history of acting and public speaking. I actually began doing the latter competitively at the age of 11, And even though I couldn't make a career out of that specific talent, although a Toastmasters World Championship is on the bucket list for sure, I thought maybe I could do it on the stage or the screen. My senior year of college presented a choice. I could move to Hollywood as an actor with a manager already lined up, or take the safe route. I, like so many others, avoided the risk and went into software sales. I don't regret that at all. Any good business person needs those skills, I really like that job, but it wasn't where the passion was, not to mention going into sales as a Harvard graduate was seen as a failure at the time. Weirdly enough, it might still be, I don't know. But at the time, if if you weren't doing consulting, investment banking, working on a, a campaign, politically doing a startup, that sort of thing, it was like, what the hell were you doing? Speaking of that competitive public speaking talent, this is actually something I ended up talking about when I was chosen to speak during Harvard's graduation week back in 2014. Of course, this wasn't the naive part of the story. I enjoyed that first job. As I just said, I learned from some pretty impressive brand builders, people who had been with that business since day one. The naive part was thinking that I could scratch the artistic itch with my whole heart on the side. I knew I wouldn't be able to act on stage or work in film or really even become a niche YouTuber whilst working against this annual sales quota. But in the fall of 2016, I looked at the audio medium and I thought, huh, this seems like less work. I don't even need to show my face. I just speak and publish, right? I mean, how hard could that be? Uh, very hard, <laughs> as it turns out. I remember post-producing my first podcast trailer. It took two whole work nights to get the piece together into a three-minute segment I thought worthy of judgment. Despite the, that input, though, I enjoyed the output enough to explore it further. It was a humble start. My first interview guests included high school friends and the coach at my gym, and plenty of people from Harvard who had done the more impressive things I supposedly had not. But regardless of that status, I was always able to craft the story. A great equalizer of sorts, considering speaking was actually an area where I could go pound for pound with pretty much anyone. That show ran for about 90 episodes and petered out in the spring of 2018, and that was when I started to realize I hadn't exactly written the great American novel or or podcast, as the case may be, my first time around. So soon after that, I left the sales job The company had been acquired anyway, and it was being absorbed at the time. And I ventured into startup land in an attempt to uh, change the world, and I guess make a lot of money. This time, the business itself was around storytelling, specifically technology to help brands elevate consumer voice at scale through content experiences. Think uh, white-labeled Snapchat lenses operated within brand environments and properties for use by customers instead of a social network for use by anyone. God, they would have... Killed me for explaining it like that. I came in to manage relationships with enterprise level clients who had come on board uh, officially. But even though it was work technically on the other side of the signatures, which I had been chasing previously, I couldn't help but think about the development side and how my content background might help. So I made a simple pitch to our founder and, and CEO. I asked her to trust me and to test the construction of a podcast as a means of building thought leadership and learning more from our partners, both present and potential. I thought it would be uh, quite something if I could tell the story of some of the best storytellers out there in the business world. That test turned into about 120 episodes of another podcast I did, which was called Authentic Influence, and which featured some of the biggest brands in the world over its nearly two years long life between October of 2018 and, and August of 2020. I was hooked to that. I mean, I was finding myself in the room with the absolute most important names in marketing. And on special occasion, I even found those names coming to me with their stories, which was wild. Alongside that, I saw that the business of telling the story of storytellers was itself booming. In January 2019, Nadine Dietz of CMO Moves fame was acquired by Adweek, and she became their chief community officer. In April 2019, Gallery Media Group, which is part of Gary Vaynerchuk's VaynerX, got into the mix via the CMO podcast with Jim Stengel, the former CMO of P&G. And in March of 2020, Pete Cranick's CMO club got acquired by Salesforce. Now, I, I admired all these people greatly. I looked up to them. I, I tried to emulate them, and I hoped to someday reach that level of success. Fun fact, actually, here for listeners who have stuck with me until this point, and thanks for doing so. I even reached out to everyone that I just mentioned to try and learn from them directly and offer any insight that I could during this time. And funny enough, I was was either ignored or blocked on LinkedIn or turned away as a vendor, which really crushed me. I was actually deeply hurt by that. I won't reveal the exact who's who, but I was left confused. I was like, we're all producing podcasts with CMOs, and, and you all have decades of experience on me. Am I a threat or something? Anyway, I'll leave it. But that little detail really pissed me off. I was flying high with uh, my craft. The test had paid off. And then, 2020. Everyone has their own sentence for what befell them in 2020, whether it be professional or personal. For me, the biggest blow was to my job. The startup that I was a part of and had produced that show for collapsed abruptly in August. I remember because I had just, that morning I would produced episode one, two, three, and for whatever reason that that stuck in my head. And with it, the podcast ended rather unceremoniously. I didn't own that published material and so I couldn't develop on it any longer. It just stopped dead in its tracks. That hurt nearly as much as being spurned by the role models in my space. There was one Silver lining because sure, my content was gone, and sure, the safe paved path which I'd chosen upon graduation had forked and reduced to gravel. But as it diverged, a few of the skills I'd been compounding converged. One, I could run an interview just about as well as anyone out there, my opinion. Two, as a startup employee, I was prepared for the worst and I was learning how to be scrappy all the while. And three, I now had two chapters of experience in building a business for someone else. You might know where this is going, but the the trail forward was actually quite clear. I couldn't let the craft go. I still had a story to tell. I still felt compelled to share the stories of others. And brands across the country and the world were going through their own 2020 moments. I couldn't pass up on the opportunity to document what I was observing. Sure, I had no... personal audience, and sure, I hadn't been acquired by a blue-chip name, but if not me, who? So, I said what Leo DiCaprio said as Jordan Belford and the Wolf of Wall Street, I'm not leaving. You know, without the whole drugs and making a million dollars a week stuff. I started Authentic Avenue, a super highway of stories, all about the journeys brands were taking to their personal truths through the eyes of their leaders. The shtick being, As uh, you all know by now, regularly I say it, that each of those journeys ultimately takes a turn down authentic avenue, similar to how every high-end fashion brand may want to end up on Fifth Avenue, or how every great American brand in the 60s, one of their ads made on Madison Avenue. So that's the today and everything relevant leading to it. Now, I sit here in a room in my apartment, occasionally it's a coat closet, and I tell stories for a living. I have a podcast by the same name, which serves to feature the perspectives of the most brilliant brand minds in existence. And I feel, weirdly enough, because I talk to the top, that I'm starting from the bottom. And you know what? It gives me hope because it's my authentic story. I get to tell it. You know, if you talk about a business, it's mine. So that's where I am. That's the present. I guess that's the past leading to it. I'm going to talk a little bit about the future here, and then I'm going to begin to close. So let me begin to close by describing where I'd like this podcast and authentic avenue broadly to go in 2021. From a podcast perspective, of course, that will continue on. It's the lifeblood of what I do. But I do anticipate in time shifting to a schedule of once-weekly external features, focusing just as much on the marketing as the moment in time, and once-weekly much shorter personal perspectives, kind of like this, probably even shorter than what this ends up being. My guess is this ends up being 15 or 17 minutes. I'd also like to do a bit more writing than I have before. Again, I think this will be accompanied by audio, just like this, and will live between LinkedIn and my website, which is AuthenticAvenueMedia.com, if you didn't know. And finally, though it might sound a little weird, I want to feature more brands which I actually proactively want to talk to. That's weird because I find that I say yes a lot, and counterintuitively, I've found that that can bristle against the craft when I stretch by taking every single interview out there. Now, this change might not be obvious to you, the listener, at first, but I'm hopeful that over time it will reflect a refreshed enthusiasm for the guest, which they, they deserve from me. So that's the podcast. From an authentic avenue media perspective, which is something I have not talked about to this point, at least not publicly... There are two major developments which I plan to build upon. First, I'm working on a slate of other podcasts concurrently with this one, like today. These are to be produced under the Authentic Avenue media umbrella and will not necessarily feature my voice, some will, but will carry the same purpose as my own, to serve as an avenue to authentic expression for those brands and individuals. I can't announce these yet because they're still in pre-production, but I'm incredibly excited about them and we will share more about them as that information becomes available. And secondly, I had mentioned that I'm doing this for a living and I would like the chance to partner with you or at least talk about it with you, the listener. I've produced podcasts with the leaders of about 160 of the most interesting brands out there to this point and I strongly believe that the medium of podcasting is still Woefully underutilized in the business world, which is an opportunity I can be directly impactful uh, in pursuing with anybody, with you, with anyone. It's because many times when brands think about podcasts, they're considered from the perspective of sponsorships uh, and as tactics, as just a way to get to get listens, to get eyeballs, earballs, whatever. But the truth is that there's so much more to it that businesses can be doing. Let me give you a couple of examples. They can be used for brand development or self PR to enrich a business and the value offering it already provides to consumers and beyond. They can house regularly updated perspectives from senior leadership, giving a closer look at them as people as well as operators, which is especially helpful in remote environments or with organizations where uh, not everyone gets face time with their leaders on a regular basis. They can serve as a way to give the proper attention to causes and CSR initiatives that matter alongside the day-to-day bustle of work, especially right now. That's attention that might otherwise be cast aside during a seminar or your more typical lunch and learn. They can serve as a business development tool, which can return multiples over other more traditional sales and partnership tactics by immediately delivering value prior to the first real business conversation. That's engagement, which will always beat a cold call every single time. And they can even be a creative way to document the ongoing process of an acquisition or an integration in plain speech to employees on both sides of the transaction. I know that for sure because I was part of one of those. Each of these and others that I'm for sure they're out there are potential avenues for which this type of content enables that authentic feel. And I have made it my mission to help others get there. So now, to you, the listener, as I sign off from this slightly different episode of the podcast today, thank you for joining me on this journey so far. I hope these conversations are impactful to you, and I similarly hope that I can help illuminate the paths of other organizations and stories from within. You already know, if you listen to this podcast, you can find me on LinkedIn, Authentic Avenue, and Adam Connor. But this time, I'd ask you to write me. My email is adam at It's pretty simple. I want to hear from you directly. I want to know if this content is helpful, or perhaps even better, I want to know if it's not. I want to know if I can help in any way with what you're doing. Above anything, I just want to hear your voice as you have heard mine even if just to say hello. So that's the bully pulpit. I'll get off of it. And uh, finally, I'll stick to the old ways, I guess, and round out by saying that until I get real again with you, thanks for taking a walk with me down Authentic Avenue, and I will see you next week.